you know, it being uh, Christmas time, I was at um, a friend's house and I was watching them open up some Christmas presents. And one thing that uh, was interesting and I, I try and pay attention to is synchronicities. And I was, uh, I had been handed a fire stick and I was told to, you know, kind of plug it up, one of those Amazon fire stick things and see if I could figure it out. And I did. I started doing that and I said, okay, let, let, let me get this fire stick thing and see if I can kind of play with it and get it to work. And the same time that I had said that, it was like half a second after, um, somebody in another room said, oh, well, that's like playing with fire in response to somebody's idea of how to do something. And I just thought that was interesting. It's like, you know, play with the fire stick and playing with fire is the, essentially the same thing, um, just different meanings. And to me, that was just interesting because things like that, they kind of, uh, the more you pay attention to them, the more they are there. And I'm not sure, I, I don't believe it's a situation of noticing it. I think you actually are able to use it. I, I see it as a tool. I see it as a tool for the confirmation of the playfulness and awareness and the realness of the universe. Because it's it's true, um, you know, Neville Goddard said this, that you can give I you can give ideas consciousness and they will you can essentially raise ideas, I think is what his point was. Because like if you have a um like a like something that you're worried about happening and you constantly think about it, it just makes it worse and inevitably it happens the way that you're worried about it. Because you give that idea consciousness, you essentially raise that idea is how I think about it in my head to prevent myself from doing so. Um, I don't think that's what the synchronicity thing is. I don't think that you, you know, you raise it and you give it consciousness and it happens more and more. I think it's more like it's a tool. Kind of like, um, you know, if you trust in the universe and trust in yourself that everything's going to be okay, you're not raising an idea, you're using a tool. Um, I just think they're split up like that just in my mind. And, um... To me, it's just an interesting thing to pay attention to because they follow you and they happen everywhere as soon as you open yourself up to them. It will start with numbers and it will proceed into um, words and, that, and that'll last for a long time, at least it did for me, um, you know, where people will say things like maybe somebody will look at you. I know one that, that I remember when I uh, first started paying attention to it is people would look at you and say, or somebody looked at me and said, um, yeah, okay, well, I used to do that back when I was in the military and I was across the pond. And I had never really heard that phrase before. It's not something I hear often, if at all. And then maybe the next day, somebody will use the same phrase, yeah, yeah, over there across the pond. And, you know, you've heard it one time after another, having not heard it for maybe years at a time. It's, uh, it'll, it'll start with that, and then it kind of ends with, this is the point where I'm at right now, is I'm at the point of, like, events. It will happen, and it'll happen very close within the same day, because when I first started paying attention to the synchronicity thing, it, 
was over the span of like three days to a week when something would happen that was related to something else and now it's like within you know 30 minutes to an hour if that and um i just i wonder what will happen as it progresses because it is something i try and give as much consciousness to as i can but um i just wanted to mention that and i had another point here i wanted to talk about too and uh that is it's kind of a different subject what one question that i you know ponder about a lot is the idea of god okay so what caused the idea of god why is the idea of god even a thing why is that even something that exists you know did that come from an event or a series of events a long time ago i'm not sure but what what caused that was it was it history did it actually happen was it is it the as terence mckenna said the cancerously untamed ego when it was at its prime i i don't know but it does i do ponder it quite often because it had to have come from something and maybe it came from within, and like all things, we tried to create it. I would hope that that would be, if not the physical event, that it would be something like that. But I do find it interesting that nobody can really, you know, if you don't look at religious things, and this applies to things not only like God, but other things as well, nobody... You know, it, we don't really know where it comes from. We just kind of accept it. And I think it's important to look at your own experiences. And I think your own experience is what matters, which is what a lot of these uh, psychonauts will tell you. Um, I think that's the number one thing to, to look at there. My own, uh, my own personal belief is that the idea of God came from the psychedelics. I think it had to have, but, uh, and, 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 you know, I look at that sometimes, and you go there, and you wonder if it was misinterpreted, if maybe when we went on these psychedelic journeys, we interpreted the psychedelics, the beings. Now, I, now I'm referring to DMT specifically here. Um, when we like acacia, you know, the acacia bush and things like that. Um, free base is my experience with it. So, when when you go to these places that it will take you to this this dimension, which I think most people that have done it including myself, kind of agree that it's a dimension that you go to. It's a different dimension, and that's important with my next point. But this point is, you go there, and the being that you meet while you're there. You know, Terrence McKenna, he he referred to self-dribbling basketballs, and I'm not, I'm not sure if he was referring to maybe 5-MeO-DMT. He, he referenced N-N-Dimethyltryptamine a couple of times, but I've never seen, you know, self-dribbling machine elves or anything like that. I, I always ran into beings, and I still do. Um, 
But the beings that you run into, in my case, that's almost always one central being that is the focus of everything. This being that you run into, it, it loves you unconditionally. And it will show you these things. And, I mean, these, these amazing things. And, and these amazing objects that are ideas that you can visually play with and accept and see. And you will just cry having seen that. I mean, tears, tears just will pour down my face. And, and I just think that, you know, the being that you see... You know, you wonder, or I do, as soon as I get back, I think, what the heck was that? You know, what what is this being? Have I, have I barged in on an extraterrestrial dimension? Are these other beings? Or, because, or, you know, two, the pe people kind of, in my experience, I've seen two different sides that tend to be cited on. The, the first is that this is an extraterrestrial hyperdimensional place. And the second is that it's all in your head. So maybe the answer is more in between. Maybe it's a hyperdimensional place, but it's yourself. Because here's how I see it. I, my idea is more that, because you, I, I look at what the being does. You know, what the being does for me is it shows me answers to things that a vastly future version, I'm talking way past death, vast, assuming death is somewhere in the ballpark of what I think it is, or what we think it is, um, a place where you might get a little bit of a clue as to what's going on, um, you know, a vastly future version of myself, way past death, and, and I say that because of how kind it is to me and how it knows me. I mean, it knows you more than you probably know yourself. I know that's true in my case. And it will give you exactly what you need. It knows what you need. And now this, this is the point for me that kind of formulated this for me is that it loves you unconditionally. It unconditionally loves you. And, you know, you, you look at the being, and, and about the time you get the unconditional love after and in between the answers that you are seeking and that it knows that you need even if you're not seeking, and you're in this hyperdimensional place, it will occur to you that you are it. It will occur to you that the being that you are interacting with is actually yourself. And during this entire experience, you have the strangest feeling of deja vu. I mean, it is immensely clear that you've been to this place before, that this is, that this is a different kind of, of thing and that you've been here. And to me, that's an interesting thing because... And that this is a familiar place that, and, and it almost feels like a home. 
like thousands of years ago, deep inside your, it's either thousands of years ago, or it's something that you're constantly in, but it's deep inside your consciousness, and you're barely just ever so slightly aware of it, and it could be something like you go there every night when you dream, but you're so far, it's, it's so incomprehensible to bring back that it seems so far away. So I look at those things. I look at it unconditionally loving me. I look at it being so familiar. I look at the vast sense of the being that I'm talking to somehow being myself. And that's most commonly interpreted as well as by myself, that this, this means that you're connected with everything. Like, you have this vast sense that you're connected with everything. You're connected with this being. I, I don't, and I don't know if I believe this, but I do propose it. The idea that maybe that being is yourself. So maybe, I mean, yes, yes, it's true that we're all connected with everything. I believe that. But maybe that being is you. So yes, you're all connected with everything, but that being is a future version or a deeper version of you. So how could that be possible? You're you're essentially talking with, and and I, I I hesitate to call it your core self because in my experience, it seems that this these beings or this being knows way more than than I do, and I mean I. It, I mean, it has to be thousands, if not tens of thousands of years older than myself. And so, and, and I, I say that it's not the core of myself because I don't think the core of myself would know those things. I think that that would be something that I would have to learn over an immense amount of time. And, um, you know, I... I think that, and, and I propose this again, that maybe, so so DMT definitely takes you to another dimension. We all know that. So I, I, I side with Terrence McKenna in that the dimension that it takes you to is a hyper dimension. So it's a dimension, and to me, hyper dimensional means not a separate dimension, but a dimension within our current dimension or the core of our current dimension. Kind of like something that we're in right now, but we can't see it. It's kind of deep inside of it, but it's all the same thing. And and I think that maybe is how it's able to connect with us so well. But maybe the DMT realm takes us to this hyperdimensional place where time is not a linear thing. And if time's not a linear thing, maybe we are talking to our future selves. And you know the 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 ancient civilizations they'll they'll um and these civilizations out in the Amazon that they they stem from, they will tell you that you're talking to your ancestors. Yes, maybe you are talking to your ancestors, but you might also be talking to your future self as well. And and it knows, I think your future self would know that the most, because the most powerful force in the universe is love. And, and your future self would know that. 
no matter what, your future self would know that unconditional love is the most powerful thing it could ever do for you. It's the most important thing that you could possibly receive. So, and that's what it gives you. It gives you the answers. It knows you. And it gives you unconditional love because it knows that that's what you need the most. And that's what matters the most. And to me, that is just a very, a very, you know, to to me, it kind of all makes sense that you might very well be talking to your future self. And that's what this is. You know, we all look around for the mystery in the world and they're, the mystery is there. It it's there 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 is a mystery. And this is a huge part of it. And and you know, just like Terrence McKenna says, how do they keep the lid on this stuff? Because I tell you what is the most out of this world thing I have ever seen and I have looked pretty hard. So I just um that's kind of my point for today is maybe the DMT realm is actually a time machine in a sense. And however crazy and far-fetched that may sound, it's not as crazy and far-fetched as DMT itself. So it's um, the very idea that it could exist just, just boggles my mind. But it, um, you know, it loves you unconditionally. It tells you the things. It knows you well. You're familiar with it. To, to me, that is a very solid argument, but um, it's just something that I wanted to share. And as I kind of um, end everything off here, I just wanted to say, you know, when it comes to synchronicity and stuff like that, when I um, drove down to this kind of larger parking lot, as I started talking and was parked, six other vehicles have since pulled into this area, all with their cars on, like mine, and stopped around me to play on their phones or talk on their phones to read something. that They've all pulled in around me, and I was the only one here. And now there are six others. So I just, I find that incredibly interesting. Um... And now they are all just one by one pulling off to leave, um, all from around me in this vast area. And I just wanted to, to share that as I was finishing things up. And thank you for listening.